Welcome to the Intentional Encourager podcast, where each episode brings you compelling conversations and stories designed to entertain, enlighten, and encourage. And now here's your host, Brian Sexton. And welcome into the Intentional Encourager podcast, a special people buy from people episode of the Intentional Encourager podcast. I'm your host, Brian Sexton. Thank you for joining us again today. I've got one of my dearest friends on on this podcast today. He is the author of Selling from the Heart, the co-host of the Selling from the Heart podcast, and a guy without whose encouragement and whose support and whose help people buy from people wouldn't be possible. And it's a great marriage of the two the two platforms. You can find him on LinkedIn at Larry Levine, L-E-V-I-N-E. Go check it out on uh, his Selling from the Heart podcast. But you can find him right here, right now on the Intentional Encourager podcast, the People Buy from People series. Larry, how you doing, my friend? Oh, it's always so good to see you, Brian. I mean, our conversations... Uh, Hey, I'm letting I'm letting everyone know right now. We you don't know where this is going to end up, but there might be some sports in it somewhere. I have a feeling. Well, yeah, exactly. And and Larry was on episode 14 of the Intentional Encourager podcast way back, and and that's what we did was we dove into that. And Larry was so gracious enough to endorse people buy from people. And you know, Larry, let's go here. Let's start here for for just a second since we're talking sports. One of my pet peeves is a guy after a game and we're going to talk about thankfulness, which really ties into yeah. to the selling from the heart model that you've come up with. Here's one of my pet peeves. You'll hear a guy after a game or something that, that says, you know, I, I want to thank my Lord and savior, Jesus Christ for this win, because without his help, you know, we wouldn't have won. And, 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 you you have a strong sales background. I have a strong sales background. I'm thankful to the Lord. I'm a Christian. I'm thankful to the Lord. But after every sale, I don't go, well, I'd like to sky point and thank the Lord Jesus Christ for allowing me to sell this product. How have we gotten where thankfulness has become generic instead of heartfelt? Wow. There, wow, Brian, there's a lot to unpack there. But um, I'm a pretty – I'm going to keep this a-religious – um, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, for I mean, for for one, I'm an a religious guy. Though I follow a lot of spiritual religious leaders because I like the message behind it, and and I think what happens a lot of times is um, I'm of the belief that words matter and message matters. Brian, what comes out of our mouth matters. But here's what I'm afraid of, and, and you touched on it, is when you thank the person upstairs and sometimes it just rolls off of our tongue. It rolls off the top of our mouth. Are you really being thankful or are you thankful? Or is it just something to say? Yeah. And I think for a lot of people, it's become something to say. I'm not here to, to point fingers, cast a shadow of a doubt or disrespect anybody. But we really have to peel back. What does it truly mean to be thankful? And are you living a thankful lifestyle? Think about that one for a moment. Yeah, I'm jotting this. I'm I'm, jo I'm writing this down. Are you? No, dude, I could t I, I could t I could tell you're jotting it down. I've watched enough of people buy from people. You must be <laughs> burning through pens and sheets of paper, dude. <laughs> I am, man. I, I have, but you have no idea. I have, I've like two. I have two like uh, like like six by nine notebooks that that I've just shredded through, man. I need to get like I need to get like a ream of paper or something like that. So if anybody's oh, watching and, and and has has a good if you're a paper salesman and you're watching this hit me up just just go to go to intentional media and publishing at gmail.com and send me a quote it, it, see now okay so now brian so i knew you were writing the whole time whereas someone who's not used to brian sex and gonna go is that dude even paying attention to me he's not even freaking looking at me i know exactly <laughs> what you were doing yeah you know me man the jig's up but no i love what you said there about are you living a thankful lifestyle because again and that's why i wanted to start with that question larry is because I see it so many times. And you said that is thankfulness something you say, or is it something you live? And, and people, you know, my dad always told me, he said, look, if somebody does something for you, you say, thank you. 
And so it was conditioned in me from an early age that my dad's expectation was if somebody did something for me, if my dad was within earshot and I didn't say thank you, man, it was a bad day. And, and, and I'm grateful yeah. for that because my dad was trying to instill some things in me, but you're absolutely right. Why do you think that people have, in your experience, why do you think people have, have just become so conditioned to where thankfulness is not something that comes from the heart, but it comes from the lips only? Uh, I, to me, I, I'm going to, I'm going to keep going back on this. It, I'm yeah, going to, I'm going to go back and back and back. It, it's a lifestyle. It's how you were raised. I'm a big believer. We're products in the environments we're raised in. Now, some people may not agree with me on that. And, and quite frankly, that's okay. But if, if you didn't grow up, right. If you didn't grow up in, in an environment where people were truly thankful, it becomes difficult later on in life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it goes back. Are we being thankful or are we just saying it? And I write a lot about it in selling from the heart as well. I think if, if we, you know, we hit this on from a sales angle is thankfulness, appreciation, caring, love, and respect. Is that something that you lead and live with your clients or is that something you occasionally drop on them, especially after they bought something from you or when it's that special holiday? See, these are the, these are the things that really wear on me, Brian. It is how often are you using the word thankful, especially in a sales capacity yeah. with clients, with prospects out in the marketplace? Is it something that you just say or is it something that you act, live, walk, and breathe? And people can sense it. And, you know, call it a sixth sense, but people can smell when you some, somebody says, hey, you know, Brian, I really want to thank you. Thank you for being a friend. Thank you for being there. Yeah. I really appreciate you versus, hey, Brian, thanks. Yeah. Well, and, and, and I, I'm glad you went there because I, I wanted you to go there because, you know, since Selling from the Heart has come out, I have seen tons of your posts where you'll just stop in, 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 and everybody has, a, I guess, a, a content strategy, but you are very intentional about stopping in the middle of a content strategy and going, guys, I just saw a review on Amazon and man, am I blown away? And you can see it. I can see it in your post, knowing you like I do, I can see it in your post that you have that moment of just blowback thankfulness. Like, like, how did I get to this point? in my career and in my life where I've got this book selling from the heart that, that has just exceeded expectations of, and it, it's genuine. You can see it when you think about where selling from the heart was two years ago and where it is now, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Uh, first word, disbelief. And Brian, you're going to go, where the heck did that come from? But, but I will share this. I'm the most humble person out there. I don't brag. I was like that in sales. I silently went about doing my job. I silently went about doing my career. I let my actions speak louder than words. I had no idea, Brian, where selling from the heart would take me. Yeah. None whatsoever. Um, quite frankly, I didn't know if I would sell a hundred books, a thousand books. I, I, I just, you know, would my friends just pity it and buy it? Would my family do the same thing? And, yeah. and you know what I'm talking about, Brian. And all of a sudden, the best piece of advice I got was from Mark Hunter, the sales hunter. Yep. Who's a near and dear friend of mine and a true mentor and a true kindred spirit and a really close friend of mine. He says to me this, he goes, be thankful for every moment and now bring your book to life. Isn't that interesting, Brian? Bring your book to life. If we peel this back even more, what I got from that was take the chapters, take everything that's in my book and freely give it out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, share, no sh and share it with everybody. 
Yeah, absolutely. Let's take a quick break because I want to, I want to go a little bit further on that uh, around the process of bringing selling to the heart to life, because I think people are going to surprise, are going to be surprised how everything came to pass there. And, And it correlates very well with where we're going in this conversation. My guest, Larry Levine, author of Selling from the Heart and endorser of People Buy from People, joins us here on this special edition of the Intentional Encourager podcast. Back in a moment. Hey, everybody. Brian Sexton here. I want to tell you about our sponsor, SEO National. SEO stands for Search Engine Optimization. Now, what's that, you might say? Well, Search Engine Optimization helps you show up higher on search engines, in front of paying customers for words that you as a business owner can monetize. What a great concept. SEO National is owned by my good buddy, Damon Burton, who's been a guest here on the Intentional Encourager podcast. Not only has Damon and his team worked with businesses of all sizes, from e-commerce startups to NBA teams and Shark Tank featured businesses, but more importantly, Damon and his team are about transparency, trust, and providing lifetime value. So much so that he still has his first customers after opening SEO National 14 years ago. Let me give you some intentional encouragement and call Damon and his team today at 855-736-6285 or go to www.seonational.com and get a free quote. Larry, where I wanted to go with this part of the conversation was you, you you talked about being a humble guy, and you are because a, a good friend of yours, your co-host on the on the podcast, Daryl Amy, a good friend of mine, yeah. was really the guy that said, you've got to do this book. It, tell the story about, and you told it on the Intentional Encourager podcast, but it fits here for this special edition. Tell that story of the conversation that you and Daryl had that really breathed that life into selling from the heart. Yeah, Um so, you know, I'll, I'll take you and your and the listeners back. So actually the podcast was born before the book, Brian. And I'll give a little backstory before I get to the book part of this is it was about almost four years ago. I was sitting, I, I know exactly where I was. I was at the Bellagio Hotel in Las Vegas. And I was getting ready to speak at a technology event and Daryl happened to be there as well. And the morning of when I was going to speak, we're sitting there having coffee together, you know, and, and, and a bagel or something like that. I can't remember, but I know, I know there was coffee involved because we both live for our coffee in the morning and we got into a little small talk and out of right field, I share with Daryl, Hey, you want to start a podcast? Now here's, what's interesting, Brian is I'm not afraid to try things when it comes to my professional career, but I have a little fear and and uncertainty when it comes to my personal life. Don't ask me why that's a topic of a whole nother conversation, but I threw myself out there and said, Hey, Daryl, we got to start a podcast. And he goes, yeah, right, dude. What what are two X copier sales people going to talk about that anyone will listen to? And I said, well, we'll figure it out. It's like Darryl listening said, to an old food guy. I mean, I sold food for 15 yeah. years. What, what am I going to tell people? You dude, know? Is it, isn't it so funny, right? You know, you, you never know somebody's backstory until you know their backstory and where they came from, right? They yeah. got them to where they're at. So Daryl goes, hey, you know what? I, I'm willing to give it a shot, but you got to come up with a name. We got to have some name to this podcast or I'm not in. About 30 seconds later, I shout out, we're going to call it Selling from the Heart. And he goes, because he had taken a sip of coffee and he spit his coffee out. He goes, where the hell did you pull that one from? I said, Hey, you know, you've known me a long time. I sold in a highly competitive, dysfunctional laggard sales channel. I did things completely polar opposite of everybody else in sales. I wore my emotions on my sleeves. I built deep, meaningful, unbreakable relationships with people. Yeah. And I brought love, care, and respect to the forefront in a world, especially in a sales channel and environment where that just didn't exist. We're going to call this podcast Selling from the Heart. And he goes, dude, he goes, I'm all in on this one. And we just started to record the podcast and the podcast evolves and so forth. But fast track to your, to, to um, how the book came to be. Daryl knew I wanted to write a book. 
it was a promise I made to my wife when we got married. Daryl had known about it because Daryl and I are pretty tight. And it just wasn't happening. I'd made a promise to my wife. I was going to write this. I was going to write a book by the time I was 50. Well, 50 had passed. 51 had passed. 52 had passed. And Daryl kind of knew it. So one day we were scheduling to go, you know, so I live in Los Angeles. He lives just outside of Little Rock, Arkansas. And we were scheduled just to go off the grid for a couple of days and just think about where the business is going to go and how we're going to grow and the whole evolution of selling from the heart. So I fly from LA to Houston to Little Rock. And when I get to Houston, I take my phone off of airplane mode. And Daryl's just freaking blowing my phone up. I had text messages. I had voicemails and all that. And I go, okay, something's seriously up. Yeah. So I had about 45 minutes to kill as a layover. And I call him. I said, hey, is everything all right? And he goes, yeah. He goes, I just wanted to make sure you got my messages because there's a change of plans. But I can't tell you what the change of plans are till you get to Little Rock. I said, fine. Picks me up from Little Rock, puts my stuff in the trunk of his car, and we start driving. And we pass the exit to his house. And I go, I thought we were going to your house first. And he goes, no, change of plans. We're going to Austin, Texas. And I go, come on, dude. I was just in Houston. You could have just told me there, and I would have rerouted and found my way to Houston. He goes, no, doors lock, right? Click. Yep. And for eight hours driving from Little Rock to Dallas, he goes, Larry, you need to write a book. You got so much to unpack that's in, on your heart and in your brain that you need to write a book. Yeah. And he goes, what are you going to call the book? And I said, I'm going to call it Selling from the Heart. And he goes, no, seriously, what are you going to call the book? I said, Selling from the Heart, the brand continues. Yeah. And then I just added how your authentic self sells you. And it was my opportunity. Daryl needled me for eight hours, wore me down, gnawed the ear, my ear off. But I love him to death because if it wasn't for that car ride, I may have still written it, but it took something like that for it to come to fruition. Well, and, and again, I'm thinking about, and, and our Daryl was very helpful and instrumental. Daryl, Amy, we got to give him credit because Daryl, Daryl gave me some encouragement and coaching in, in this process. Cause I'd never been down this road before writing a book. And, and I knew Larry that I wanted to do a book on sales and honor my dad, but you know, I got about halfway through and I'm like, my dad wasn't talking about sales. He was talking about connection. And that's why I did it that way. But my initial title was going to be, you know, because the first couple of years I was in sales, I was having flashbacks to how, how bad I was at sales. Initially, I was going to title my book selling for my rear, you know, <laughs> you know, because again, that, that that's how I felt the first couple of years that I was in sales. I mean, it was just like, you know, I'm oh, just, okay, Sexton, you can set me up. You're going to set me up for some, and I just can't go there. I'm just, I, I just well, can't, take no, the, no. I can't take the podcast into the toilet, but no, you, you know, well, I could go yeah. somewhere. But no, Larry, here's the, here's the thing. And I love why you told that story. And there, 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 it was a reason why I wanted to tell that story again was because a lot of times people have to get past what, what is in their way. And a lot of times what's in their way is themselves. And I know we've dived off a little bit from thankfulness, but here's what I'm going to bring us back is that I'm thankful that I went through the process of really exploring what it was that I wanted to say, even the emotional parts that I told about my dad and the things in my life that I saw and felt and things like that. I was really thankful because it was a reservoir of, of deep pouring into me that my dad did all those years within me. And I can tell that when you guys were unpacking that in the car, you, you're the same deep well that you were tapping into. Daryl just had to be the one that primed the pump, so to speak. And so that's why I wanted to tell that story before we go to, before we take another break. What's the one thing, if there's a story from Selling from the Heart that really gets to your thankful center that you're like, oh, man, I'm so thankful that I wrote this book because of this story? Or or I, I know you got tons, but if, if there's one that jumps to mind, I'd love to hear it. 
Yeah, th- there's actually it's it's real recently. It was just a couple of weeks ago. I had somebody send me a LinkedIn email message. Not connected to this person. Didn't even quite frank. Didn't even know this person existed. Went like this. I'm going to paraphrase it. I've been in sales for 20 years and lost my way. I was just going through sales. I was going through life and I picked up your book. I read your book. It reignited the passion that I have and why I got into sales. And I just wanted to say, thank you. Thank you for writing such a wonderful book that had an impact to my life at a time where I didn't see where I would go in sales. And when I hear stuff like this, again, I, I still, I, I, I saved the message and I just go, you know, this is why, cause I have a hard time. I, I mean, you know, some of the things that I personally work on myself, Brian, is I have a hard time with all the accolades that have been coming with the book. Yeah. Cause I said, Hey, I just wrote a book, but I didn't know the impact it, it's the, the books had so much impact on people's lives that sometimes I've, t- I've, I've set, I've set my own self aside because I'm so involved with how the book's impacting other people. If you get what I'm saying. Oh, I totally get what you're saying because you write something and you go, man, I hope it helps one person. And then, you know, and I, and I, mine was my mom. My, my moment was my mom, my mom. And I, I'll share this with everybody. My, I, I called my mom. I talked to my mom about once a week. And my mom goes, hey, I was up one night about 2.30 in the morning. I couldn't sleep, so I read your book. And I'm like, well, yeah, did you go back to sleep at, at like 15 minutes? And <laughs> did, not, did it knock you out? And she goes, it was really good. She said, all those stories that you told just took me back. And she said, the research that you did. And she said, I'm just so proud of you. That was my blowback moment where my mom read it. And I was, and she was like, I can't believe that you did this. And and again, I'm not saying that I'm not grateful like you. I'm not saying that I'm not grateful for the people that have reached out to me with people buy from people. Same thing with selling from the heart. But for me, that was my mom. I was like, holy crap. You know, my mom doesn't, she's not an avid reader. You know, and, and she goes, you know, I'm, I'm glad I read your book. And that to me was the, the blowback. And, and again, Larry, you did reignite a purpose in a lot of people because I think a lot of people forgot their, their, their thankful center as to why they, they, they called on customers. Let's park that there for a minute. Let's step aside and take a break. And, and I want to get to, to the, to the center of this. When we come back, I want to talk about how our hearts become really thankful. I want to really bring the selling from the heart and the thankfulness chapter of people buy from people together, really married the two of them together. My good friend, Larry Levine, author of selling from the heart here with me on this special edition of the intentional encourager podcast, the people buy from people series back in a moment. Hey, everybody, Brian Sexton. want to tell you about my new book, People Buy From People, 10 Powerful People Lessons from the Ultimate People Person, my dad. My dad was one of the greatest connectors that I ever knew, and he shared with me 10 connecting principles that I have used throughout my 25-year sales and sales management, customer engagement, and leadership career that I'm passing along to you. If you want to be a stronger deeper and more powerful connector. You've got to pick up a copy of People Buy From People. There are concepts in there that you may not realize help make you a power connector. You can go to Amazon and pick it up, Kindle if you're an e-reader and you like to do it that way, or now available on Audible. And there's one other way you can get a copy of People Buy From People. You can get one from me and I'll sign it for you. You go to intentionalmediaandpublishing at gmail.com and send me an email. And I'll share with you the link on how you can get a signed copy. You can buy a signed copy directly from me. Again, people buy from people. If you want to connect like never before, pick up your copy today of people buy from people. And now let's get back to more great conversation here 
on the Intentional Encourager podcast. Larry, let's go here for a minute. You're the right guy to ask this. And, and, And when I thought about the endorsers that I wanted to do each chapter, when I saw thankfulness, I was like, that's gotta be Larry because you are, you're, you're, you're a very, th- you're always thanking your audience. You're always thanking your connections for being a part of your life. When you think about authenticity, because that's really what your book's about. And I thought about, okay, l- l- maybe, maybe Larry should do authenticity, but I kept coming back to thankfulness with you. Why do you think we lose our way? Why do we lose our heart for thankfulness? when it comes to dealing with customers and sales or in business or in leadership, why do you think we lose our heart for thankfulness? Uh, wow. I, I, w- I would say this, it goes back to, it's a societal thing. It's a sales cultural thing. And I'm a big believer in that just over time, we think we should become somebody that deep down inside we're not because that's what everybody else is doing and we start observing and we start paying attention and and we start seeing over time now earlier on in the podcast brian i I had mentioned something that you know we're products of our our environments yeah well here's where i'm going to stick up for salespeople on this one because i'm i'm just i love everything about sales as as Please, yeah. As as salespeople in general, we're products of the environments that we were raised in in sales. Let's all think about that one for a second. Yeah, yeah. So you know, that, let's put a parking brake on that one and go. Okay, if I write insert name, have been in the same company for X number of years, doing the same thing day over day, week over week, month over month. If I haven't been thanked or if I've been thanked, you know, at those certain times of the years, which we all know what those certain times of the year are, where you give thanks to your employees and all that, what do you think happens? You become numb to it. And even if you do say thanks, it rolls off the top of your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. It's another check. It's another trophy. And, and to your point, I love what you're, I love where you're going there. Because I've told people this before, there's a there's a vast difference between appreciation and value or thanks and, and value. Because to your point, every year in a, at an awards dinner, you know, we're going to give this guy a certificate and a check. Or we're going to give this guy a plaque or this girl a, a plaque and a check. Or, hey, I made President's Club this year. I, I'm grateful but but it's more and, and forgive me if 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 I'm if I'm stepping on some toes here I, I I don't mean to but it's almost like I'm grateful for what I did this year like this like this is this is about and, and, and it's like the movie the longest yard the Adam Sandler remake it's it's like it's Brucey's time to shine like when when Paul Crew goes out of the game yeah. it's Brucey's time to shine and you see that and it and it's like wait a minute Nothing happens without the people that we call on every day that that trusted us, that that gave us the opportunity to every day, time and time again, earn the opportunity to continue to sell them. They're the ones that deserve true heartfelt thankfulness. I love what you said there. Why, how do we break away as a culture and as a society, and, and let's talk specifically about salespeople and business owners. How do we spe- how do we break out of that mold and go a different direction and forge that path of of selling from the heart? And we we gotta we gotta be leaders. And and I and I'm a big believer that uh, let's just look at the executive level for a moment, right? Executives and organizations are leaders. Leaders cast vision, Brian. I believe every sales professional out there is a leader, but in order to become a leader, you must be able to lead yourself. And that means, in my opinion, that means doing things differently, but not losing your identity nor your integrity. Yeah. And and I was in some pretty dysfunctional sales bullpens in my 28-year sales career. 
Yeah. But I did, I did things completely polar opposite. It goes back to, again, time and time again, I'm a big believer we're products of our environment. I brought how I was raised into sales. Yeah. I brought the deep love, caring relationship that my mom fostered with me and my two sisters. My dad traveled a lot. So it, I, I, the relational aspect of sales, I learned from how I was raised by my mother. Now, the strategy and the process and the non-negotiables, I learned from my father. And I blended those all together. And I was never going to lose my integrity nor who I was. And it caused a lot of grief inside sales teams. But if I go back to the leadership aspect for a moment is I'm a big believer that if it's not happening, then you as a leader must lead up. You must show the way and watch what starts to happen and lead by an example. Uh, very early on in the podcast, Brian, you know, I, I, I shared that um, when I was in sales that I would just silently go about doing my job. Yeah. And that's what I did. I may not have agreed with some of the things that went on in bullpens, whether that, you know, from other salespeople or in management. And I would respect it. But when it came to the very end of this, I never wanted to lose sight of what the clients thought of me and the perception of me. Yeah. And that, that's where I, I learned this early, early on, but I think some people push it away because they want to be accepted. And so therefore they will lose sight of a lot of this. If you get what I'm saying. Yeah. I want to, I want to ask you this because I, I'm fascinated by what you said there. So I, I want to go here with you for just a minute. If you could go back and give a copy of Selling from the Heart to five-year sales guy, Larry, or 10-year sales guy, Larry, what would you tell him and which chapter of Selling from the Heart would you highlight? <laughs> I, would, uh, I would probably put a big, huge, you know, those, those binder clips? <laughs> yeah. You know, y'all yeah. know what I'm talking I'm about, right? Here, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm sitting, I've got some on my desk here. I yeah. Think. So I would, yeah. I would take, I would take a big, like one and a half inch binder clip and I would clip together the first three chapters of selling from the heart on self-reflection, self-awareness and getting brutally honest with yourself. Now, some people may not like the term brutally honest. I'll replace brutally with radically. Same difference, my opinion. I would, I would have the five-year-old version of myself in sales or the 10-year-old version of myself in sales read the first three chapters of the book. Now, why am I saying this? Because it took me later on in my sales career to really uncover who I really was. Yeah. And I, and I, I believe this is the missing link, Brian, in sales is it's become such a tactical thing. We skill set train salespeople to know tomorrow. I mean, it, it's an important piece of what we do. I get it, right? How to prospect, how to piece a deal together, how to overcome tough questions and so forth. I get it. How to write a proposal. All this stuff's important. To all your listeners out there, when's the last time somebody inside your company said, we're going to start working on ourselves over the next 30, 60 days? I, as the leader, we're going to work together in a safe environment where we're going to say, you know what? We're going to do some heavy lifting. We're going to work on your heart, your mind, and your body. We're going to do some inner work. We're going to self-reflect, become self-aware. Yeah. It's never in my 28 year career, never happened. Yeah. I hand selling from the heart back to me when I'm early on in my career. Those are the first three chapters I read. Well, I promise you this yeah. is all the inner work that we do on ourselves fuels the outer success that we have in our sales career. But when the inside of us, it's, it's so interesting on the selling from the heart podcast, we always ask, you know, our guests, what's it mean to you to sell from the heart? And we've just built a bank of responses and it's really interesting. Well, it was recently on a selling from the heart podcast. We asked the guests, well, you know, can you share with us? What's it mean to sell from the heart? 
this was the person's reply. It depends on what's in your heart. Mm, yeah. And to me, heart and sales, it's just forever and a day, it hasn't gone hand in hand. And that makes me sad. Yeah. Yeah. And so it, in order to really understand selling from the heart, spend the first, spend the time and read the first three, read the first three chapters of the book. Well, and, and I would say the same thing about people buy from people. I would say to myself, I would go back to my five-year career self and I would say, read the first three, read, read, read this, read the first chapters, people by consistency, read that one, read about thankfulness, read about empathy. I would hand my book to myself because I didn't realize how, how much connection would, would make a difference and transform me as a salesperson, as a husband, as a father, as, and all those things. And Larry, I loved what you said there about working on the inner person. Like I've always thought I, I was a, a grateful person and a, as a thankful person, but man, when, when you realize, and again, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to try to get religious, right? I, I am a Christian unashamedly. I'm a Christian, but man, when my dad died, I began to be thankful for every day that I got to open my eyes. Like that was the light bulb revelation to me. Like, okay, I get to open my eyes today. Okay, cool. I didn't die in my sleep like my dad did. Yeah. And and it's like, you know, I, I, and I look over and, and there's times that my wife will be sleeping. And I'll just kind of put my hand on her, on her side. Like, oh, okay, cool. She's breathing. Okay. It's good. It's good. Those, those things. And it comes from, from being grateful. Like, like you were talking about coffee. I'm grateful that I got a mug. You know, it's it, it's Cincinnati Red. I know, I, 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 but you had your hand covering it up, so you know you well, can continue well, to cover it up. But no, listen, man, I find myself grateful and thankful for the smallest things now. And when I was in my mid thirties, I probably I would have probably tripped over, and I, I would have. It, it's the old saying, it, it was like this. And forgive me for a long long-winded question but when when i was selling food our senior vp would say you know we've got customers tripping over dollars to get to nickels and i did that when i was younger man i would trip over dollars metaphorically to get to nickels now i'm if i see a penny in the middle of the road and it's in, i'll stop and pick that penny up and i'm like you know what i remember the times man when i was literally down to my last dollar yeah and, and, and it, do you find yourself, the older you get, being more grateful and thankful? Yes. Yeah, you know, it's in it's interesting. I'm so glad we're going down this road because it's, it's truly impacted me later on in my career. Um, I revamp. I'm a, I'm a big believer in morning routines and morning rhythms and morning rituals. And um, over the last couple of years, it's become a little bit more clear and it's become a lot more tighter. And what I mean by that is every single day I capture the morning and I, I'll use the word intention, right? Yeah. Is I capture the morning every single day with attention, intention, not, and attention as and well, by the way, let me, seven days a week. Yeah. Let me huh? jump in here. If you've not seen some of the stuff that Larry has written on this, go back and read some of his posts on LinkedIn. I, 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 Larry, I, I couldn't let that go without because you, you no, like, I know, been... no, Brian, I appreciate it. It's, yeah. I, it's sales is tough. Sales is a tough gig, right? You got to have thick skin to get into sales. It's, it's, it's the, it's the best career and the worst career move, right? Yeah. To totally, inter totally, totally interesting. But I'm a big believer in this. You must capture the morning with intention, purpose, passion, and pride. The first hour of every morning. That first hour of every morning is the rudder for the whole entire day. If you don't capture the morning, the, more, the day will capture you. So what I started to do is every single day, every single day, seven days a week, I write down my mission statement every day. I write down my values every day. 
I write down three things or people I'm grateful for. I write down an inspirational message. And then at the end of the day, I go back and review. And then I write down what are the lessons that I learned throughout the day. Hmm. I do that seven days a week. It's completely transformed my mindset and my heart set my relationships, the conversations I have with people, how I start my morning off, how I wrap up my day. It's been freaking epic and revolutionary. Yeah. And, and listen, let's take that because you, you, you teased it off the top. You said we we're probably going to talk sports a little bit. So, so I want to, I want to capture what you said there and I'm going to take the acronym this way, passion, intentionality, purpose, and pride. P-I-P-P. You're a baseball guy like I'm a baseball guy. There was a guy named Wally P. Yep, yep. Who took his job for granted and said, hey, and I think the manager at the time in the, in the 20s was a guy named Miller Huggins for the Yankees. And he said, I've got a headache today. I'm going to take the day off. And the Yankees inserted a guy into their lineup named Lou Gehrig. Yep, yep. And for the next 2,130 consecutive games, he was in the Yankee lineup every day. And, Larry, I love what you said there because a lot of salespeople and a lot of leaders and business owners are getting pipped every day. They're letting something take them out of the lineup every day and they're saying, I don't listen, I don't wake up with passion every day, but I do wake up with purpose because I don't want to, I don't want to get pipped that day. I loved <laughs> what you said there. Dude, I, I, you know what, Brian? I, I absolutely love that. Did you get pipped? Right. But here, here's what's well, here, go ahead, take here, it right. No, no, with it, no, know? it's all good. It's all good, Brian. Yeah. But here, here, th this is what I want everyone to, to think about just for a moment. My wife just thinks I'm absolutely insane. I actually look forward not only to going to bed because I go to bed at like the wee hours of 830 at night, but that's because I wake up so early in the morning. I look forward to get going to sleep because I know exactly how my mornings are going to start off. Yeah. And they were, they weren't like that for a long period of time. I would still wake up early and, and have, you know, my morning routine, but it wasn't until I understood, you know, how to uncover my vision and the purpose and the passion, right? That's how selling from the heart just started to explode out there is I'm a big believer everybody has this inside of them, but we keep it inside of us. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, just a little bit ago, you talked about um, being centered and connecting and so forth. I'm going to wrap all of this in one nice tight ball for everyone is if you look out in the marketplace with the relationships that you have with your clients, with your prospects, influencers out in the marketplace, if you're not centered and connected to yourself and how real and how genuine and how authentic you are, if you're struggling to connect to yourself, it's going to become extremely difficult for you to connect at deeper levels with your clients, with your prospects, people out in the marketplace. You will struggle. You may not think about it now, but, you know, ponder the thought for a little bit. If you all struggle to connect to yourself, Show your thanks first thing in the morning. Become grateful and write it down every day. Then here's my question to everyone. Are you truly thankful for your clients? Mm, yeah. yeah. Are you truly thankful for your clients? Now, I'm not here to cast shadow of a doubt on anyone. But when people share with me day in and day out, I have great relationships with my clients. I'm not, I'm not here to doubt it. I'm sure they do. But what's the relationship look like? Are they surface level relationships or are they deep, deep, deep relationships? I, I got to jump in here for a minute because, and, 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 and we're going to bring this conversation to a close, but, but I got to go here for just a minute. That's one reason in the, in the chapter of that book of People Buy From People that I said, when you lead 
with thankfulness instead of reacting with thankfulness. It's powerful. And, and the, the, the way I'll say it, Larry, is there were times that I would go to my customers and I would go, listen, I, I, I need to tell you something. I just want to say because you chose to put your trust and your business in my hands that my kid was able to do something today, I just want to say thank you. If we got to take a trip because of of good fortune that yeah. they had bestowed on me, I was always going, listen, I just want you to know how grateful I am. And my family is grateful because you chose to do business with me. And I think it's always important if we're proactive in thankfulness, it is so much more powerful and impactful. Like you were, like you were telling the story a little bit ago of the LinkedIn message you got. You didn't put a post out and say, hey, what are you grateful for about selling from the heart? You would have gotten reaction, obviously. But, man, what was impactful was the fact that that person reached out to you and said, Larry, this is what it's done for me. They were proactive. And it just it, – it attacks. What it does is it tears down any thoughts of negativity. Gratitude always counts. You want the antidote – to negativity, it's gratitude, right? Yeah. So, so, so spot on. Um, I tell you what, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to wrap, this wrap this, take this, yeah, I'm going to, this wrap this all together. Cause you play, I, I, I'm going to share, I'm going to give everyone some tips right now. If you, go ahead and grab a sheet of paper and a pen and, and, and jot this stuff down. If you can implement this, I promise you this, it will for ever change the conversations and the relationships you build with your clients and it's all around gratitude but before i get there i'm i'm an inspirational quote guy i geek out on freaking inspirational quotes every day it just it, it gets my brain going yeah. and so forth and i'm going to tie in this gratitude here and i'm going to tie in tony robbins tony robbins he, he, he had, he had shared a quote. It's a pretty lengthy quote, but at the end of the quote of a Tony Robbins quote, he says, success leaves clues. You heard that one before? Yeah, sure have. Time or yeah. two, right? We all have. Well, I flipped this around a long time ago and I said, social leaves clues. Yeah. Social leaves clues. Here's what's interesting. If social leaves clues, and here's my challenge to everybody, start paying attention and listening to what your clients and prospects are putting out there on social channels. Pay attention to it. Listening's the new prospecting when it comes to working with your clients. Here's how gratitude chime all ties into this. If we all can agree that social leaves clues, and I want y'all to pick up the phone, pick up the phone Call your clients after, especially after you found something new about them that you didn't know. And here's how it's all going to tie in together. I'll use you, Brian, as an example. Okay. So Brian Sexton's a client of mine. I just found out that Brian and his organization just donated a significant amount of money to their local food bank in the city that Brian has his business in. So y'all get where I'm going with this. Yeah. I pick up the phone. Hey, Brian, it's Larry Levine over at insert name of company. Hey, I'm super grateful for the opportunity that you've given me to serve you over this past year. I've thoroughly enjoyed the relationship that we've built. I just wanted to say thank you. Hey, by the way, I did not know that you and your company just donated $5,000 to the local food bank of the city that you live in. I do a ton of community service here in my city as well. I just wanted to let you know that if you ever need anything, I'm here to be of service to you and to help support your organization. One last thing, Brian, is I want, I just want to take us back in time, if I may. I'd like for us to take us back. Let's just think together to that very first time that you agreed to do business with me, that you knew that this was the right fit. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to, let's go back in time. 
are you there? Brian goes, yeah, you know, I'm tracking with you. Can you share with me why you decided to do business with me and why I was the right fit? Stop into conversation. If you all can do that, I promise you this. You will uncover and unpack so much gold that your clients will tell you. It will strengthen relationships. It will justify the why and why you're doing what you're doing. But all of this that you've been given by your clients, you can go out and prospect for new business, new conversations, new opportunities. It's all around thankfulness, gratitude, and learning how to become a servant. Man, that's good stuff. Larry, that's the right place for us to end this conversation because I, I can't add anything to that. I mean... And what you did was you connected. You really did. You connected in that example, right? Person to person. And that's exactly why people buy from people is because of that connection, that thankfulness, that gratitude. And man, you were exactly the right person that I wanted to talk about this chapter. And you absolutely delivered. Tell folks, remind folks where they can find you on your social media platforms and how they can get a copy of Selling from the Heart. You can, you can go to, well, you can find all about our mission and the movement around authenticity at sellingfromtheheart.net. Uh, the book, Selling from the Heart, you can find on Amazon in audio, Kindle, or paperback format. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. If you'd like some resources sent to you, you can just open up your smartphone, open up the text app, and just text the word HEART, H-E-A-R-T, to 21,000, and you'll immediately gain access to all kinds of free resources. And if you really want to connect with him, talk about the Los Angeles Dodgers. Just tag him. Yeah, and, and if, yeah, Los you're right. If you truly want to connect and you want to get to my heart real fast, talk about anything Los Angeles Dodgers. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, <laughs> we, we, Larry and I have had discussions as, as a child of the 1970s when our, when my beloved Cincinnati Reds and his beloved Los Angeles Dodgers oh. had, had the equivalent of a, a cold war between the two major league franchises. But Larry, you're the best, man. This has been so good. Thank you for joining me on a special edition of the Intentional Encourager podcast the people buy from people series. No, it's my pleasure. You're a good man. I appreciate it. My thanks as always to producer Bryce Sexton and technical advisor, Matt means. And of course the ultimate thanks goes to the Lord Jesus Christ who provides intentional encouragement every day through his word. If you're not subscribed to the Intentional Encourager podcast, hit the subscribe button wherever you get podcasts so you don't miss an exciting episode where you can get encouraged and stay encouraged. And remember, anyone, anywhere, at any time, any place can be an intentional encourager.